You've tuned in to Never Better, a show that's never going to get any better. Uh, I think it's especially true this week, considering we are testing out a mobile, fully remote setup for the first time in the show's uh, nearly month and a half history. Very exciting. I feel very lonely. 100% remote. I am Spencer Harris. With me, as always, are uh, a couple of cornballs. Craig Gray. Season's greetings. And that is different. That is, do you have a, a sort of a, a tabbed out list of all the things you're going to say? I have a spreadsheet. Yeah, I had a feeling. And Michael Rios, that's me. A spreadsheet there he is Excel. very understated from Mike today. <laughs> I mean, that's his uh, his tried and true. He's he's not deviating from that one. That is you know, some people you can count on, Craig. That is more. Now, this is uh, the fifth that we're sitting down to record this january 5th we may or may not end up using this depending on the audio quality obviously if you're listening to it we did but we don't know that yet uh but by the time it airs it'll be the 10th which i think is just close enough to the line to uh still talk about the new year considering it's you know it'll be what 10 days in uh i think it's appropriate if we refer to this episode as the betty white memorial episode the Fetty Wap Memorial episode? Betty White, Spencer. Oh, 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 oh. I, I wondered Jeez what I missed. Louise. I t- I Mrs. Know. Betty I'm not White. T- I'm not saying we have to have a segment about her. I'm just saying, hey, let's all just keep her in our thoughts and prayers. Well, so I think those are mostly for, not to be grim, but thoughts and prayers are usually deployed for the living. Uh, well, no disrespect. <laughs> Maybe she's in purgatory somewhere. Just waiting <laughs> oh, no. in the line. For her many crimes. And if that is the case, Betty, I'm pulling for you. Aren't we all? I guess nobody makes it that long in show business without a few skeletons. Huh? Oh, yeah. And you better believe there's some skeletons in there. So no, this is... Uh, my thing is like... towards slander. Would y'all want to actually live that long? Like 99 um, years old is a long time. Yeah, I, I normally I would hear what you're saying, Michael. Like I, I've, I've said for a long time that, you know, once I get to about 70 and I start getting like annoying, just take me out and shoot me in the back of the head. Now, this but, is something you that you've said before that you've, you've said a lot of things on the show that you're like you, you preface with. I'm always saying this, but this is the first time where I'm like, oh, no. I Listen, Spencer, I don't spend all of my waking hours with you and with you and Michael, okay? I say a lot of things to a lot of people. But I suppose my uh, overall arching, my overarching point here is that, you know, Betty White seemed to be uh, very active into yeah. her late 90s. So if you're, if you're still doing the thing, let's keep it going. What is, <laughs> what is active for 99, though? Starring in TV shows and movies? Her publicist was tweeting things from her account every once in a while. That's pretty active for well, 99. <laughs> Having someone else do stuff for you. If, if by that metric, every single person in assisted living is extremely active. I'll tell you what. I can't wait to be old enough to do like water aerobics and then not be like You can do those weird. right now. No, you can't. I can't go to a water aerobics class right now. They would be, Craig, they would be delighted to have you. Oh, and, and I'd charm up some old ladies too, let me tell you. When you, See, it doesn't sound so bad now. When you got uh, two fire styrofoam like barbells, uh-huh. you know, that's why you, what you're counting. <laughs> yeah, 
styrofoam barbells. Yeah, like two, there we well, go. That's what, what Spencer, you have you ever water? been to a water aerobics class? That's like 50 Did pounds. styrofoam barbell? For the water. Yeah, like in the water because it, it's, it's heavy to lift. Yeah, in the water. Like a noodle type of material. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you're trying to pull it down. Right, yeah. right, right. Ah, no, I, I never have. I, uh, I'd, I'd tell you what, I'd, I barely even paid it any attention when I saw it happening around me. Has a lot, of water, has a lot of water aerobics happened around you? Like as a kid, I'd go to the pool and there'd be like, you know, like if it'd be early enough in the morning, you'd see some, uh, some of the old folks doing their thing. Segue yeah. into that is how is the astro- like astronauts training still in the water? Like we can't make something big enough for them to just train in. You know, we can't make a warehouse, you know, vacuum sealed. Well, but the, the vacuum is not really the issue. It's the zero gravity that's what they're using the pool for. So you're saying yeah. we can't zero gravity something like a warehouse? Uh, not yet, Michael. I don't think we figured that out. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Let's hear him out. How? It sounds like you've thought about this, and I'm curious to know what your plan is to zero gravity a warehouse. I'm just saying, like, we can't zero gravity vacuum, you know, seals a warehouse but we can build <laughs> Olympic pool and yeah. Cause put, one of those things is way easier than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, <laughs> so we can make Tesla's that drive themselves, but we can't. <sighs> yes. Is the answer. Yes. Yeah. So what, just what because we can vacuum, we can make a vacuum seal. doesn't mean we have an anti-gravity machine. We can just turn on in a building. So we got <laughs> Jeff Bezos going to be an astronaut, but with, with absolutely no training, all right, to be right. an astronaut. Well, he didn't actually go to space. He's closer yeah, he than I've been, but I see your point. No, he didn't go to space. That doesn't count. Doesn't when count. you, when you go, what is it, the first layer of the atmosphere? The, not the stratosphere. The first or the, like, the, like the outermost layer? The first layer. I think he went past the first layer or something like that. I don't know. The troposphere. There we go. The troposphere that controls the weather and stuff. He went above that. Come on, you're in space. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. They tell you, if you make it to the exosphere, I'll give it to you. So you got to be touching the, the sun, the huh? the last one? The outermost yeah. layer? Yep. Spencer's saying he got to be touching the sun. Because the boundary gets a little bit blurry there. You know, I get it. But no, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, John Bezos, whatever his name may be, did no such thing. He's a loser. And I am cooler than him. Are you now? That's a bold statement. Yes. Not really. Look at the guy. We got that uh, 17-year-old little girl that's astronaut now. Don't know how she did that, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does a 17-year-old know calculus? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I took calculus at 17. Yeah, I was going to. I mean, it's not that crazy, Michael. Uh, so that's like pre-cal. I thought you were going to say it's crazy that she went to space, but I mean it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that she's an astronaut. Her her job description. Uh, I got to say we're in dangerous territory here because I have not heard anything about this news story that Michael's referring to. You and did so not I'm hear about hearing this. Everything huh? about it. Uh, no, I didn't hear. I, this is everything that I'm hearing about this. I'm hearing firsthand. Well, not firsthand. Third or fourth hand from you. So basically, there's a 17 year old astronaut. Little girl. And not that part. Is she like from the U.S.? 
Yes, sir. I, well, no, didn't hear a thing. Nose calculus and everything. Oh, God yeah. bless. Uh, no velocity, physics, vacuum, zero gravity. <laughs> Just saying. But keep it going. How would we zero gravity a warehouse? What does it mean? Man, you we got Ziploc bags and stuff. Come on now. <laughs> it's not zero But it's gravity. not the same, just, Mike. That's just a, sucking the air out of something doesn't take the gravity away from it. So y'all never seen a hyperbolic chamber? In Dragon from Ball Dragon Z? Ball? Yes, sir. Change the gravity up. Come on now. All right, we got it. We got to talk about something. We're not going to make any headway here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just oh, man. Two weeks that concludes of my our anti-gravity segment of the week. <laughs> our, our Betty White Memorial anti-gravity rant. <laughs> Brought to you by Jeff Bezos. Plus B squared <laughs> equals C squared. Lord. Uh, I don't suppose uh, anybody's got any resolutions for the new year. Um, you know what, Spencer? Can I can I have a moment? Can I opine about something real quick? I tell you what, you can have two whole minutes. I might. I may need three or four. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll buzz you in it too. Okay. Uh, one, one, one. Here, let me set up. Uh, I'm using my phone for the call, so I have to use my computer for the timer. The shot clock. Shot clock. Uh, two. Minutes. All right, Craig. Three, yeah. two, one. Begin. Okay. So, so, the, so Christmas was a few weeks ago, right? And I decided to. I stayed home for Christmas this year, right? And mm-hmm. um, I found myself with few things to do on Christmas Day, which was actually pleasant in a way. Uh, but sure. What I the the one major highlight of my Christmas, and this is a true highlight. Was minute thirty here. I went to. I at, on Christmas Day I found myself in a local bar. At a uh, bar. At a bar. At about I, I got there at about eleven eleven p.m. I stayed till about two a.m. when it closed. And I gotta tell you, America. Great needs, place to get COVID. Needs more of these places. Let me there tell you, you something. Oh, I think. I think our quantity of bars has never been the problem. With the no, it's not. It's the quality of bar, Spencer. Let me let me let me explain. Uh huh. You got fifty five seconds. We need more of these sort of dark, seedy places where people are still smoking inside. Oh, dive bars. Yeah. These places where that are going to be open on Christmas Day for for people <laughs> to come to when they have nowhere else to go. I I, I got to this place. And it's just, it's a few people at sitting at the bar, old middle-aged white guys lamenting to sh- complete and total strangers all the ills of society, how COVID isn't really real, how oh, yeah. they lost everything in the 2008 financial crisis. They lost Even the house the in the divorce. Uh-huh. There it is. And then there's, a, there's like another group of people of uh, Southeast Asian men playing pool in the corner, still smoking unfiltered cigarettes there's a there's a couple there's a couple in the corner three two practically having sex and then (laughs) that's time where i spent most of my evening 
was playing right, this, few, this time will be deducted from a playing pool with an ex stripper named Michelle and her boyfriend for hours. <laughs> hours. And I tell you what, Spencer, if that wasn't one of the most magical three hours I've ever spent at any public place. I am having a little bit of trouble getting over the idea that we need more places for COVID deniers to congregate. Listen, Spencer, like, you go, you walk, especially, especially in the area where we live, you go around and every month there's a new luxury condo, luxury apartment development with a mixed use, oh, for sure. with, with a gentrified bar and their IPAs. The ugliest uh, facade you've ever seen. We IPAs, don't need more though. of those places. We need more places that you, you know, you go there at you know 1 a.m on a major holiday you only you either drink a bud light or you drink hard grain alcohol and that's it (laughs) we need to uh, people are saying we need to build back better no i say we need to build back worse because we need more (laughs) more places like that (laughs) the father of america's interstate gutter system i'll tell you what it was magical I'm going to tell you right now, I agree with you. Thank you, Michael. I thought <laughs> I you might. I agree with you with me pounding my heart right now. Pounding it for you. Because I'm telling you right now, Christmas is at 12 o'clock. I'm tired of this. All right? Yep. I'm tired <laughs> of this. The only thing that you said he agrees with. No, also like everything you saw, I'll say said, but like, yeah, man, like... <laughs> They closed. They closed our local, uh, was it pool hall? You could say, our billiards uh-huh. hall, and that yeah, place yeah. was a gem, man. You go up in there. I remember I went there one time as a kid, under the age limit, uh, no ID check, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, exactly. Everything that you hear on this podcast is uh, fabrication for the purpose of entertainment. Amen. Right. Um, but, and yeah, and you know, like uh, things happen and it was a great time. <laughs> the greatest story ever told. Things happen. I got hustled my first great. time, but you know. How did that go? I mean, I lost the $20 that I only had and couldn't fill Ooh. up gas for the whole week. What? It, like <laughs> we need more how, places wait, where total strangers can meet and talk about Michael their problems off. under the light influence of alcohol. Now, hang, hang on. What, how old were you when you got hustled? Uh, I was in high school. This, uh, this, I'll say I was in pool high shark. School. Yeah, did I you get in hustled in pool or was it some other game? Yeah, I was in pool. That's when I really found out I'm, I suck at pool. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I People just, that hang uh, out in pool halls, like they can, they can like play play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that. Basically, I, if if I walk into a place and there's a pool table and somebody who has like has gotten there before me <laughs> offers to play a game of pool, I'm like, no, 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 I don't know how long you've been here. Could have been six years. They don't leave. Yeah, they don't leave. That's your life. Well, you <laughs> so, live and you learn, and you get robbed. <laughs> For twenty dollars. All righty. All right, I'm going to move it on. Craig, I sent you a, a link a little bit a 
I can't talk. It's it's dark in here. I think it's, it's I'm like a bird. You put newspaper over the cave or <laughs> blanket or whatever, and I just go to sleep. You suffocate them. You put a blanket uh, over them, double layered. You you got a problem with birds. Well, he's got. Birds. Uh, we can't get into that right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Craig, I sent you a link a little bit ago uh, before I see the you. show with an article. Uh, can you open it or are you paywall? I can open it, indeed. Wonderful. Well, if you'd care to read that, uh, I've got, well, you've got another entry in the Wildlife Dispatch. Desperate to impress, the trio recites facts about animals in what ichthyologists call the Wildlife Dispatch. And what happens next is truly extraordinary. My favorite segment. Okay, this article uh, from the New York Times is filed under the trilobite. Uh, section heading <laughs> is how to scare an invasive fish a menacing robot predator the mosquito fish is wreaking havoc on native australian marine life in a new study scientists tried to frighten it with a look-alike of its natural foe the mosquito fish already great yeah so far robot fish i'm in the mosquito fish is hey. not a fussy creature it can live in filthy bodies of water and has an undiscerning appetite. Larvae, other fish's eggs, uh, ditri- ditri- ditritus. What is that? Detritus. Detritus. What is that? Detritus. Sea trash. All right. Delicious. <laughs> Often the That's creature chomps off the tails of freshwater fish and tadpoles, leaving them to die. Okay. It's messed up. Kind of an asshole. A little bit. But the invasive fish is threatening some native populations in Australia and other regions. And for decades, scientists have been trying to figure out how to control it without damaging the surrounding ecosystem. Now, this is a real problem. Like when you get invasive species, you know, like they, they'll take root in such a way a lot of the time that if you try to remove them, they've gotten their footholds in everything. Oh, Spencer, are you familiar with the uh, Asian carp of the American oh, yeah. Midwest? Mm hmm. And the, the spotted lanternfly more recently. Mm. There's like, if, hey, if you see one of these bugs, murder it with whatever tools you have at hand. All right. And with that in mind, now the mosquito fish okay. may have finally met its match. A menacing fish-shaped robot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's if you, There's oh, a man. picture at the top, too, that uh, uh, to describe it briefly, it looks exactly like what you'd imagine if uh, you just just held the phrase fish terminator in your mind for a minute or so. Yeah, I was thinking like gigantic glowing red eye. If like a James Bond villain invented a fish. (laughs) Okay. It's their worst nightmare, said Giovanni Poliverino. 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 What's up with all these Italian guys and these wacky inventions? I I just noticed that. It's, It's... Italians making robots two episodes in a row. But I got a lot more faith in this one. All right. That, uh, it's their sea. worst nightmare, said Giovanni Palaverno, a behavioral ecologist at the University of Western Australia and the lead author Poverino. of a paper published Thursday in iScience, in which scientists designed a... Good God, man. Uh, uh, the New York Times. Simulacrum. Simulacrum? What does that mean? Uh, like a... it's. Like a, a likeness. Spencer's an English major, everybody. A facsimile. You know, okay, uh, then just say facsimile. A look alike. May I get the pronunciation? No, you can't tell the New York Times to do May that. I... 
to get a defined okay. word. So they made a bunch of the fishish predator. Achilles and the bee. The largemouth bass to strike at the mosquito fish, scaring it away from its prey. The robot not only freaked out the mosquito fish, but scared them with such lasting anxiety that their <laughs> that their reproduction <laughs> rates dropped. Evidence that could have long-term implication for the species' uh, viability, according to the paper. This is where I realized I had to put it in here because I love the idea of seeing a robot that's too scary uh, for you to have sex anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's like going to a haunted house and seeing like an animatronic thing wiggle its arms at you and be like, I'm sorry, baby. This yeah, it's, it. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I'm, I'm becoming a monk. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> You don't need to kill them, <laughs> Dr. Polivano said. Instead, he Polverino. said, we basically inject fear into the system, <laughs> and the fear kills them slowly. <laughs> what? No need to be so cruel. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Michael, what do you make of this so far? You've been pretty quiet. So I'm kind of like dumbfounded right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was the Scarecrow's origin story. He is a comic book villain. Yep. The mosquito we are fish. going to hear more about this man. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be front page news one day. For like, when he's injecting gas into Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, you know, hatching a plan to carve a bank off of the, the Florida coast and sink it into the ocean where his <laughs> fish robots can crack into the vault or something. <laughs> mosquito fish native to North America are named for their penchant for eating mosquito larvae. In the 1920s, the fish began to be introduced across the world with the intention of controlling the population of that insect, a vector for malaria. So he had good intentions. uh, The old woman who swallowed a fly scenario. Mm. In some places, including parts of Russia, where they they erected a monument to the fish, the campaign (laughs) may have had some success, though this is debated. God, I would love to see that monument. You can if you click on that link. It's a it's a sculpture of a fish. It's it's not even really that big. Okay. Yeah. It takes you to the TripAdvisor page, which is funny. I would say it's more of a statue than a monument, but it's a, it's apparently the number one hundred and seventy three best thing to do in Sochi. I guess now that the Olympics are done. Michael, what are you eating? Michael, what the, are you eating? A, are you eating a bit of honey again? I'm eating the Smarties now, actually. Not really great for an audio medium, Michael, but... Uh... <laughs> Why now? <laughs> you unpacked the thing that you bought that had the candy in it, like, hours ago. You're like a mosquito I'm being, fish. I'm being starved. I'm being starved, all right? What? I came home... <laughs> Opened up this gift from Sweetwater. <laughs> Try to suck me in. Or. <laughs> right. They're trying to something. suck you. Yeah. We talked about that before the show. There we go. Yeah. Um, and. Now I'm eating the candy. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Uh, we all do. But in other parts of the world, the aggressive fish, free from its natural predator, flourished unchecked. <laughs> Michael, so Michael, you're like crumpling aluminum foil right into your microphone. <laughs> right into my ears. Okay. Are you through with the smarties? I can hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, okay. very clearly. 
But in other parts of the world, the aggressive fish, free from its natural predator, flourished unchecked. In 2000, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature classified the marine animal among the worst invasive species in the world. The world. In Australia, where the study was conducted, the mosquito fish preys on several native fish and frog species, including the red-finned blue eye and the edge Egbaston goby, two of the most critically endangered fish species in Australia. Now, the red-finned blue eye is a sweet name. They thrive because they eat pretty much everything that moves, and there's more than enough to be eaten, says Francisco Santi, another Italian. A biologist based in Vincenza, Italy, who was not involved in the study and has published The Mosquito Fish's Diet studied the mosquito fish's diet. He added, I have no idea of any place where they would actually have been able to eradicate them. For the study, Dr. Polverno and his colleagues designed a mechanical predator in the shape of a largemouth bass. The robot fish used a camera to differentiate between its prey, the mosquito fish, and the tadpoles of the Australian motorbike frog, which the mosquito fish hunts. Now, when you say motorbike frog, I think we're all picturing it. I just want to make sure we are all imagining a little, like, you know, Ichabod and Mr. Toad uh, riding on a Harley motorcycle, Davidson. right? Yeah. Yes. Little headband, little uh, leather jacket. Right. right. A, a, a cool lady frog on the back. Yeah. Frog motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. After experimenting on 12 separate groups of fish and tadpoles over several weeks, the researchers found that the stressed mosquito fish were investing more energy on evading the robot than reproducing. The male's sperm counts dropped and the females began producing lighter eggs. The fish also, the fish also lost weight. The male's bodies in particular became leaner and more adept for escaping. It's, <laughs> it's not only that they were scared, Dr. Polverno <laughs> said, but they also got unhealthy. <laughs> it's just so wonderful to me. Uh, the experiment is not the first time scientists have created a robot, robotic impersonators to more closely study the behavior of animals. In Britain, scientists used a robotic falcon to attack a flock of homing pigeons and observe the bird's response. In Germany... <laughs> I hope, I, the fact that they cut off right there, I hope they did that for no real reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah. Hey, I built a robot bird. And I, I mean, to be honest, I hope they're still advancing this robot falcon technology. Why? What do you want to come of it? I, it it's just cool. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get dive bombed by one of these things. Careful what you wish for. In Germany, researchers built a bee that directed <laughs> other bees to a food source by doing a waggle dance. In California, a biologist made a sage uh, gr- grouse fembot. That made a, a fembot sage grouse fembot from a tax from a taxidermied bird to understand the that threatened species made messed up. <laughs> like I keep relating this to people, but like imagine like someone digs up like I don't know. I'm trying to think of anybody who's been taxidermy. I just go to mummies, but like, you know, someone digs up Queen Hut Shepsuit right. from like her tomb, stuffs her full of robot bits and has her like her to jerk <laughs> around to like <laughs> see how people do. That's called the movie Mummy. I don't think that's exactly what happens. Okay. 
It's more like it's more like the mummy meets like weird science. I guess. Yeah, I think the mummy was more of a curse situation. Yeah, yeah. this is this is evil science. This is more artificial, doing inexplicable shit. Yeah. In the case of the mechanical largemouth bass, however, scientists say that there's a long way to go before the robot could be released into the wild. <laughs> Got to make it waterproof first. It's an important proof of concept, says Peter Kimley, a marine biologist and a recent retired professor from the University of California. Davis, who is not involved in the study, the, the University, the University, of, Cal- the University yeah, Davis, of California, right, Davis. Right, okay, I, yeah, I follow. Yeah. <laughs> who was not? I was like, who's Davis? His last name changed from the start of the paragraph. <laughs> Who is not in, well, like to be fair, I don't know how much time the New York Times is spending in proofreading and fact checking this article. Less but, and less every year, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, was not involved in the study, but he questioned the feasibility of reintroducing the creature into a real world environment. This study won't be a solution to the problem, Dr. Polavarno said, adding that the next phase of the project would involve testing the robots in larger outdoor freshwater pool. He said the robot should be thought of as a tool that can reveal a pest weakness, <laughs> like fear. <laughs> We've built a sort of vulnerabil- a vulnerability profile, what a the doctor said, phrase. that could help biologists and others determine, others to reimagine how to control the invasive species. This fear, he added, has a collateral <laughs> effect. <laughs> the end. There you, the collateral of fear. There's his movie title. It's right there. I don't know what the hell it means, but you know that's not important. There's been a you know there's been a lot of talk in the in the in the media recently. Oh, about you know all this whole uh, gain of function stuff. This is what we need to be keeping our eyes on. Oh yeah, these Ita- these Italian doctors and scientists who are inventing these robot overlords that are gonna release into the wild and you know cause Michael, fear into everything. Gonna... What I want to know, Michael, if someone was okay. going to design a robot that was specifically targeted to frighten you, mm. what would it look like? It would look like a tarantula. What was that? It looked like a tarantula. Oh, that would do it. With eight legs, I guess it has, and very furry. Basically, it looked like Harry Potter, big <laughs> old guy from the like the hollow... Is it the Holly Deathly Hollows okay. uh, forest type of thing? Sure. If you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the big spider. Sort of. The spider. Basically the spider, yes. You, you, did, you didn't handle Wild Wild West, the movie starring Will Smith very well, did you? So, I don't know <laughs> even why I'm scared of tarantulas, but I somewhat know why. But it never happened <laughs> right. to me. I had the uh, the soundtrack to Wild Wild West on CD, but I never I never saw the movie. <laughs> what? Uh, when I was a kid, somebody gave me my grandparents gave me the soundtrack to the first season of that seventies show <laughs> on CD for Christmas one year. I'd never even heard of the program. Good, I mean, it's these good songs. You can't really fault the quality yeah. of the compilation. I guess. So my thing is this question about this article is how does these things even talk to other creatures or animals? Well, they don't need to. They just show up and they look scared. If they can intimidate the other fish, they don't need to talk to them. So we all agree that fish can't talk. (laughs) I thought we did. Do you not? 
But how do like schools of fish uh like swim together? Do they just swim together without uh, talking? That's a good question. Do they say, hey, go know. left? Hey, go right. Go up and down. I mean, I don't think there's like a fish barking orders at the front of the pack. Mm. I think there's like a fish consciousness that they all tap into. Mm, like a vibe. Ooh. Yeah. There's a, there's a, when you're swimming in a school of fish, there's a certain vibe that's going on with the other mackerel that you can just kind of pick up on. They're sending their pheromones, <laughs> basically. I don't know if fish have pheromones. Hmm. Just was wondering. I don't want to fact check this. I'm not going to. I don't. I don't know my myself either. Honestly, I just I know fish definitely do not talk. Like, hey, I'm gonna go eat you. Hey, we should go left. We should go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think that. Like, I don't even think dogs when they bark, it's not saying them like bark hello. You know, <laughs> like I don't even believe that myself. You know, they just. <laughs> Smell each other and be like, oh, he ain't feeling so good. Back up. <laughs> Going back to this Italian scarecrow doctor. Um, uh-huh. have any Dr. Of, Polverino. Have any of you guys uh, suffered from sleep paralysis? Thank God, no. Michael? No, that I think that I know of. That is like one of my greatest fears is suffering sleep paralysis. But it's never happened to you? It's never happened to me, but every night I go to bed and I'm like, "Good. I hope I don't. <laughs> Maybe tonight's the night. <laughs> Maybe tonight is the night. I get visited by the no-face spider lady. Yeah. I mean, I know people that it's happened to and they describe it to me and it just sounds like the worst thing in the world. Oh, it does. It sounds like the, the sensation of somebody sitting on your chest and staring at you. Right. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not great. Not my favorite. Your burglar bat's not going to do anything if you can't move. Nothing. You can put as many nails in it as you want. Hmm. Hmm. So, I would like to tell that story of why I'm scared of tarantulas. Sure. So, when I was very young, I think I went to my dad's cousin's house and they had a pet tarantula, or his wife did. Mm-hmm. Or his girlfriend or something like that. And They had a terrarium? Uh, no, it was basically like, you know what they sell? Those, um, what is it called? Those little fish? Um, those fighting like fish? Monkeys? Those fighting fish? Oh, beta fish. Those beta fish? A little bit bigger than that, and the, the little tarantula was in there. Okay. And so basically... That doesn't seem like enough room for a tarantula, but... I don't know, but... What do I know? But basically... One of my cousins said she was scared of it. And so they put it on her. <laughs> that ought to fix it. Yeah. And they made nice. it like they made it like crawl up on her and all this. And she was like crying, screaming, and all that. Everybody's drunk. And I'm over there like <laughs> looking at this. Everybody's there and I'm just looking at this like a little kid, like, oh my goodness, I better not say I'm scared. And you were so drunk. They, too. Ask us, they all ask <laughs> yeah. us, and I'm like Nah, I ain't scared of that thing. I'm a, I'm a killer if you put it on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then next like week, I think, or next day, I had like a nightmare. They said, prove it. <laughs> no, I had a nightmare of a trench like eating me. Oof. And then <laughs> That's like. That's a slow process. <laughs> and then I woke up my mom 
was like, Mom, I can't sleep. She's like, oh, let me go get you some water. So I was like, don't leave me. <laughs> she's like, okay. Like, at the bottom of the water glass. She's like, okay, come <laughs> walk with me to the kitchen. And so I walk with her, and it's like complete darkness. She got her night vision on, can see like, you know, where she's going. And <laughs> over there like, cones, Mom! Yeah. yeah, I'm like, Mom, watch out, there's a tarantula! She's like, there ain't no damn tarantula. <laughs> That's a chair. So, yeah, I'm just pointing them on the floor randomly saying like, there's a tarantula. <laughs> and and then ever since then, I'm scared of tarantulas, but we'll kill these little you know, spiders and stuff. Like, I mean, eventually, statistically, one time you point at the floor, you yell tarantula, you're going to be right. Yep, but uh, that's my fear of tarantulas. <laughs> and Is it spiders in general or really just tarantulas? Just tarantulas. Like, if they got fur on them, man, adios. <laughs> I mean, it's an understandable fear. Yeah, they're they're big and hairy yes. and freaky looking. Scary. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they shoot your they shoot their hairs at you if you're uh if you're uh Yeah, they can get like in your skin and like they really irritate your skin. There you go. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Yep. You know, I saw I like a uh, I saw a special on Animal Planet when I was a kid about spiders. And um they they were talking about once one of the spiders, I I forget what it's called, how um in a lot of like South American countries, it's very common to find these spiders like in hidden in bunches of bananas, like in the center. Oh, the hell with that! And uh, how a lot of people have been killed by the spider because they buy a bunch of bananas, they bring it home, and then the spider crawls out and bites them. So from that I'm point only on, buying individual bananas. Well, no. I, whenever I buy my my weekly bunch of bananas, I always check the middle. <laughs> I always give it a so far. I always give it a shake. Always give it a shake. I, I haven't caught any yet, but you know, the one time I don't, you'll be ready. I'm gonna be turning the Spider Man. So funny thing is, like I think thing. it's so funny that people hear something and they just do it forever the rest of their yep. life. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you've you've got things like that, right, Michael? Yes, but Michael not talking about me. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was just uh, telling people that I can't stop believing when you swallow a gum. It's in y- inside <laughs> of you for seven years, I think it is. How did everybody settle on that same length of time independently? Seven years. So that happened to me, and I couldn't just stop thinking about it all day. And now, talking oh, about this, I'm thinking about it. You got five years left, right? <laughs> no, I got like six and like this happened on like Monday, <laughs> so oh, and you ate that bit of honey a moment ago. That's not coming out. Yeah, oh, yeah that's that just going to pile stuck, up. Stuck to the, <laughs> the stomach colon. layer wall, the cell wall, <laughs> of the stomach wall. That's where it's stuck. It's like eating rubber cement. But yeah, I think uh, just man. To show speaking of like, like rubber, or go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> speaking of rubber cement. <laughs> Audio gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of rubber cement, I was just, I, I don't have a specific story, I suppose, but I just remember in high school, I took a, um, I took like a shop class, like a, a shop light class where we shop would, light. 
I mean, it was basically we would get together, you know, every week for an hour and a half and just build. And you like, watch the teacher build something. No, no. We, I mean, we would use all the, all the machinery and everything, but we just build like little, like catapults and little uh, robots and stuff. And what? I remember a major component of our construction was uh, contact cement. And in hindsight, Ooh. we were not mature enough to be able to be unsupervised with buckets full of contact cement. Buckets full. We would contact cement everything. We'd contact cement our hands to tables. We'd, con- we'd, we'd contact cement pencils to the desks. Um, <laughs> what the? We'd submit everything to everything. You just treat it like gum. <laughs> yeah, like gum. <laughs> so funny thing is, I remember in middle school, they made, they let us touch dry ice with our bare hands. Yeah. Is that bad? So supposedly it's like really bad. Yeah, I think oh, that's well. bad as well. It'll burn you. Yeah, it's like oh. it would like leave a I don't know, I think it would like kill your nerves or something like that. What? Well, yeah. And then for sure my my brother told me in middle school, same class, same teacher, that they let him touch mercury, like play with mercury bare hands. No. Well, that's no. Not safe. Okay, no. That's <laughs> I, even I know that one. I was like, oh, they let us play with it with gloves. <laughs> but the dry ice was all hand feel. Are you are you serious? Yep. Mercury? Yeah, this is in the 2000s, sir. I don't, oh, I don't I know about that, Michael. I, I don't know. I'm dead serious. Maybe for my brother it was in the 90s, but but yeah. I mean, I remember growing up, I went to a um, a super, like, Southern Baptist, like, tent revival thing. Um, oh, Lord. Like, I mean, like, one step short of, like, snakes and speaking in tongues. And uh, I remember, I remember so vividly, they would, they, they, they took all the kids off to the side and they would make, <laughs> they would make us hold ice cubes in our hands for as long as we possibly could. To uh, to simulate the pain uh, that Jesus pain went through in the crucifixion, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man! How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you think that's bad? <laughs> think about your Lord and Savior. Imagine it touching your bone. <laughs> Good Lord, that that is. Oh man, that is so funny. I'm gonna hold that story. I think it's uh, as good a time as any for uh, a brief word from our sponsor. Ah, please. Got to keep the uh, the lights on, you know. Yep. Especially now that we're in three separate locations. It's a lot of lights. <laughs> this week, Never Better is brought to you by the Cells Floto Circus. I'm, uh, I'm going to read this copy right off the page. Mastodonic elephants, Lilliputians... Executing the latest Terpsichorean steps, clown elephants, military and musical elephants, juggling elephants, tightrope walking elephants. One performance, afternoon only, July 9th, Shoshone. Sunrise, positively the most marvelous looking piece of horse flesh in existence. (laughs) 40 clowns, 40, who will make you laugh. Trained cats, rats, dogs, birds, new animals. The Heinies, bred by U.S. government, do tricks and work. 
Champion riders, acrobats, and aerialists. All new tricks. The world's pick. Spectacular extravaganza. 600 athletes, riders, dancers, chorus girls, men and women. Extravagantly costumed. Circus girls are like laughing bubbles of mirthfulness. Some of them seem to glow with hidden fires. Some of them have (laughs) a dreamy caress and slow-moving gesture. Some of them, by their sheer beauty, compel instant worship. 400 performing animals, elephants, horses, zebras, etc., richly trapper. Birth of the rainbow! Goblins (laughs) and fairies tell us where the rainbow touches the earth, you will find a pot of gold. Beautiful processional display. War tank of jungle! A live adult giant gorilla, colossus, half man, half beast. Scientific mystery of creation. Walks upright like a man, crumbles bricks in one hand. See him in the menagerie among wild beasts of all lands. Strikes with the force of dynamite. Only full-grown gorilla ever to live in captivity. Performances afternoon 2.15, night at 15. Doors open an hour early. <laughs> Are you going? I'll catch the matinee, yeah. <laughs> this is the same people that got Dumbo. Well, it's funny you bring up the elephants. I was going to say the same people that got King Kong. Uh, the, the elephants were a much bigger problem. Um, I, I did a little digging into the Cells Floto Circus just to see what uh, would turn up. And uh, this that ad was from the Shoshone Journal in Shoshone, Idaho, June 28, 1918. But I found an article from uh, around a decade before the Los Angeles Herald, pretty big paper for the time. Friday morning, April 17th, 1908. This is the front page. Crazed elephants spread panic in Riverside. <laughs> One dead, six injured. Sounds like Maryland. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> you think a lot of animals are native to Maryland. And I am continually baffled by it. But yeah, uh, basically there was a big fire at an, uh, a standard oil plant across the street from where they were having this circus. Uh, and it drove all the elephants nuts and they started rampaging through downtown Los Angeles. Somehow, I never heard about an elephant stampede happening in the United States in my entire life. I would have loved to know about that. It's, you know, it's, it's horrible. Somebody died. But it, it's insane. Man, I just, I, I, when, I, when I hear stories like this and you, I hear you read this, I just, God, I was born in the wrong time, you know? Like, <laughs> born, born I, too late to get trampled to death by a rampage. Well, it's not even that. It's just like in like the early, like late 1800s, early 1900s, into the 20s. Like everything was just about like the spectacle. spectacle. Everybody just wanted to see us like something new, something a world first. Uh, it just, God, <laughs> world's most medium man. Yeah, yeah. Everything was world's <laughs> most blank. The, the only gorilla ever to live in captivity is such a claim. <laughs> uh, also, the idea that he's half man and half beast, a scientific mystery of creation. We don't know how it happened. Yeah. Did, how did gorilla? Didn't they say like new animals or something like that? Yeah, that I couldn't find anything about that. It didn't look too hard, but it did say new animals, the heinies. 
which it says were bred by the U.S. government to do tricks and work. But see, this is just further. This is the this is the era where you could just say that, and people were like, "Oh well, I guess they got new animals." Right? Oh, we, we oh we have hindies now. <laughs> we got to see that. About time the U.S. government bred some trick doers. Do you think and they'll this come is, out I, and be, just be like, "What animal was that?" Must must have been the hindies. It's just like a. There's like a dog in a weird outfit. Like it's, they strap some antlers on it like in the Grinch. Like I've always wanted to like secretly buy something from somebody on the street where they their, their opening line is step right up, step right up. And I and I buy it to fall for a scam and I buy a ticket for like to a show. I've always wanted to do <laughs> that. The, see the Pensacola fish man. Yeah. Like, oh, my. God, I wish I was born a hundred years ago. <laughs> now, Michael, uh, that I'd ended that one. Well, they ended that one with uh, talk of a gorilla, which leads me seamlessly into what I really wanted to talk about. Can I well, hold which, on, Spencer? Spencer, before you do that, oh, you're killing me. Uh, okay, we can go if you really go want. Ahead. to. Killing the man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go it's, I was going to ask you if you guys ever been to the circus. No, no I always wanted to. Really? You guys been never to been zoo. to the circus? Never. I don't know that I've ever even like heard of a circus being in town where I was. Oh, come on. What's the uh, the main circus? Uh, uh, Barnum and Bailey's. You never Ringling went there? Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey's? Yeah, you never went there? Do they, they still exist? No, um, not anymore, I, I think. I think they well, got I think this, I think, or I, think like I, I could be wrong. I think the circus still exists, but they, they phased out all the elephants. Uh, I could be wrong about that. So I think I they mean, I remember, just banded with all animals or something like that and they just oh did they okay i think i think i'm sure sure. the animals were treated horribly not not that fun a topic i guess i suppose (laughs) but But nevertheless sort of uh, so segueing back once again with perfect precision and smoothness actually one more thing spencer let me tell you about (laughs) (laughs) go ahead ahead. Uh, michael you once told me a theory you had about the origins of gorillas, and I'd like to know if you still adhere to that. I do. Mm. I do. Craig, you're familiar with this, I think. I, I've heard whispers of the theory. I, I've, I've, I've heard a loose outline, but I'd like to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So it's not even... Yeah, Michael, please go It's ahead. not even a theory because it's straight fact. Uh, okay. <laughs> fact is that gorillas are only males... And uh-huh. all the other monkeys or chimps or um, apes. apes, there we go, are all females. Okay. Oh, oh, this is a new side. I hadn't heard this one. Yeah, all the kind other of like ones a hen and rooster thing. There we go. You know, they only could be yeah, just the rooster only can be you know a gorilla basically. <laughs> and all the ones that are hanging out with them, you know, they're just female. You know monkeys but not there can't be no female gorilla right i'm saying a gorilla like come on now like so the gorilla so the gorillas are the are the roosters of the primate world exactly are female okay now the way that you told me this before and i I feel like you're you're hamming it up a little bit now but the first time you brought this up to in front of a group you seem downright serious i'm still serious you said you said that gorillas are just things 
that certain male monkeys become after they're born. Um, sort of like how, uh, like how specific bee larvae will grow to be the queen of the hive. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, how that's gorillas are no made, though. Gorilla. That's how gorillas are made. Like you know, just random selection. No, it's not random selection. <laughs> it's the one you know. Ah, okay. <laughs> of course, that's you a, know the a gorilla. <laughs> you know a gorilla mates with the with the monkey. An orangutan, we'll say. Yeah, there we go. And hey, you know that gorilla is about to be challenged in seven years. You know, it's the newest gorilla. <laughs> okay. You know. Um, I don't, wait up. He's gonna have to like take out a safari to become a real gorilla, like be a man. So honestly, this actually proves my point because gorillas don't even have like multiple multiple gorillas. Like they're mammals, and they're like people. What? So they only have <laughs> one one baby monkey at a time. Correct. Okay. A lot of people also work that way. What do you? How does that prove anything? Can monkeys I'm have say- twins? I don't know. That's a I'm say- question. I'll, I'll look. It up. I'm saying as I looked up can monkeys and Google wanted to complete it with can monkeys drive. <laughs> <laughs> they can drive clown cars. I've seen that. <laughs> Just need thumbs at the circus. Oh, does the little uh, does the um? I think there's an icon there that means that I looked that up previously. Never mind. Spencer, I'm telling you right now, I just saw the whole trilogy of the Matrix, so I'm believing in the one a lot, all right? Ah, okay. So. Have you been red-pilled, Michael? Oh, let's not get into that. I don't know what type of pill I am, but I'm telling (laughs) y'all right now, I want the opposite pill. (laughs) Whatever pill I got. Oh. In my prescription, I want the opposite one. Red or blue? Don't know which one I'm taking. But I want the opposite one. Monkeys can have twins. It's just extremely rare. Well, that's a relief. Let's see where my double ganger is at. Double ganger. I mean, do you have one? That's what I want to know. Like, is there. Don't we all have one? You know. Yeah, I don't believe in that? I. When I was. In the Boy Scouts, we took uh, a trip to the National Marines Museum because, of course, we did. Pay your respects. And while we were there, it, it, of course, if, if you've never been, it's just a gigantic recruitment ad for the Marines. However much you're thinking it would be automatically, up by a factor of 10. Okay. Um, but anyway. That's why you enlisted. While we were there in, in the, yeah, of course, two tours. <laughs> but while we were there. And while we were sort of standing around in the uh, the main foyer, mm-hmm. I was you keep in mind I was in like eighth grade. I saw somebody who looked exactly like I look now, <laughs> about like thirty yards away. <laughs> and I am terrified to go back ever again, but also I feel like at some point I have to right you know to keep things stable in there I mean, did they work there or were they just visiting as well no they were just another another visitor wow did he see you did he see you i don't know did y'all lock eyes I, we did not lock eyes there was not a moment of uh, shared understanding did you point to each other that would have been something no no mouths agape i i, I think what's going to happen is if i ever end up there again i'm going to see eight like some kid who looks like eighth grade me right standing right, around in, right. in a ugly little boy scout uniform like, like when you saw him, did you immediately recognize 
Oh, that's my future. It was. I I don't know. I I. It's just uh, this. This sounds like a bit. It's not. I swear. Like I've told multiple people about this. Um, it was just like, oh, that's me. And I'm sure in my heart of hearts that it was just some guy who looks like I do because I look like every other white guy. <laughs> or, well, yeah, at least, you know, one in every four. Mm-hmm. But, but, can't shake the feeling. Man, there should, be, there should be like an app where, like, it, like an AI or something that where, you know, you put in, you put in a picture of yourself and then it scans all social media in the world and tries to find the person that looks most like you. Yeah, I definitely want an AI with that power. That's called that's called a uh, celebrity lookalikes. Skynet. <laughs> Just saying. You're telling me, Spencer, you wouldn't use it? No, I would not. So you believe in double gangers? Let's just say that. I am. Uh, I keep an open mind. I don't really know what you mean by that, though. I mean, I believe there are people who look like me because there's billions of people out there, and I have a pretty basic face. Look like you, talk like you, are you? Are you? <laughs> have you, Michael, have you encountered your doppelganger? No, I have not yet. So I'm just waiting for him to pop no, up. Wait, the DJ Polly D to make an appearance? Yep. Pump it up. Well, I mean, just like a statistic. Like, <laughs> I think beat about up the beat. Go ahead, Smithy. I just said beat up the beat. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mean, I think about, like, I kind of think about that a lot, actually, where, like, there's probably, like, like a, a Spanish version of Craig. Or a Chinese version of Craig that is exactly the same personality, but it's just Chinese or, or you know, Zimbabwean. I think about that a lot. And you, then you I want to form a league of extraordinary Craig. And then I get kind of sad because I'll never meet them, but I know they're out there. Yeah, you don't know that. And then by by very definition of this thought exercise, they've thought about how the fact that there's a white version of them out there, and here I am. Staring at the same stars. If you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back, you know? So I'm going to tell you all a I secret. Guess. Does that apply? That or, is okay. it, or is it staring into the void, the void and the void stares back? It's a quote from somebody. Abyss, usually. It's Nietzsche. I don't know if it really if it fits, but... Well, it, I'm going anyway, to... I, I say it fits here. So I don't <laughs> even know if I want to say this secret because this is probably some, like... We're gonna get watched by the FBI now. I'm just Michael. Lame. Millions of people are listening right now. Just so you know. I know, but I'm just I'm just <laughs> telling you now. We're gonna have an FBI case right now. <laughs> opening. I'm gonna tell you. Those robots most, that are listening. Just so you know. Yeah, most of my life, or actually, up to like mm, high school, senior year, probably 18 years old. Okay, I thought. Everybody was a robot, <laughs> and I was the only human on Earth, and only I can think in my mind. Right, it's like a Truman Show. <laughs> but I couldn't read other people's mind, so they must be robots. Oh, I, I, I see what you're saying. You've invented solipsism. It was very weird, very weird, and I just... I on you don't still believe this. Did you grow uh, out of it? Sometimes sometimes I, I, I think about it here and there actually, you know, when I'm on a nice long run, you know, or a brisk walk. But um So you you've you've been in conversation with 
two robots for yeah i mean I, yeah. me watching this matrix that is crazy trilogy again, michael yeah <laughs> me, me watching this trait like you know the trilogy of the matrix messed me up kind of more and got me thinking about it again so oh no it's not a secret anymore a warning but on those movies still still thinking about it yeah may cause existential crisis yeah. why did you think that was gonna get you on a watch list in case it's true in case there's like an overlord somewhere that oh, he's figured it out. He's become self-aware. I have figured it out. And, Terminate the program. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, guess what? I know. Guess what? Michael, what you're not considering here is what if you're a robot too? So I've thought that too, but I bleed, so I'm going good. <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> Come to think of it, I, I got, don't think I've ever blood. I got multiple defects, mm. so I'm definitely not a robot. Well, what if that's by design? And defects? Yeah. Come on now. What type Just of to make things that much more realistic? What type of robot got asthma? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> the most convincing robot in history. That's yeah. Ah man. Uh, also, General Grievous from Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> For some yeah, reason, yeah. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I got another question for the two of you. I need to know. Uh, I need to know how weird something is, and I hope you can help. So, uh, reading from Quora here. Oh, I meant to look up who it was who asked. This. Spencer, do you use a VPN when you go on Quora? Because you should. I should, shouldn't I? I have one. Use discount code Craig at ExpressVPN for fifteen percent of all off all VPN services <laughs> for all your Quora dot com uh, uh, searches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a question: Is it weird not to find any interest in a sitcom Friends? Uh, no, I, I I I agree. I could have written that, to be honest with you. <laughs> So we'll say it's from zero to five, closer to zero for you. Zero. Zero weird. Zero weird. Michael, how about yourself? Dude, I'm going to let y'all know right now. Friends. Have you guys ever watched Friends without no laughter? <laughs> <laughs> like without the laugh track? I can't. Im- yeah. Without the how pe- did you get access to that? No, but have you have you just, have you thought about it? No, I've ne- I've never thought about that. Oh, it would be terrible. You guys never thought about it. I'm I'm thinking about it now. Okay, well, you thinking about it, you would not be laughing. <laughs> no, I mean I wasn't laughing in the first place. Yeah. I imagine it wouldn't happen. Oh, that what's her name comes into the what is it the coffee shop with a wedding dress mm-hmm. and they're all laughing. Ah, you're gonna be up there like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> This is devastating. Yeah. You just, this is the worst day of this woman's life. Man. And they're laughing? Yeah. Friends? I'll I'm tell you sorry, what I am but... thinking of now is Friends exactly the way it was, but just Michael as a character who is totally indifferent to everybody and doesn't laugh at anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's called... That'd be uh, a show I'd watch. <laughs> That's called uh, Seinfeld. How you doing? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? I want to read an answer to this question Ooh. that uh, floored me. Getting in depth. From, uh, from Sarav M. He says, no, 
It is not weird. Been there, done that. Let me tell you how I watched F-R-I-E-N-D-S, all caps, which I guess is how they they sort of stylize it. Right. But this, he's, he's committed. This is, uh, I think he said, you know, he, he said it's not weird, but you can kind of tell we're dealing with uh, a true fan here. First day, first episode. Like you, I wasn't intrigued. I wondered what made my friend to call this the best sitcom ever. Second day, second and third episodes. It was okay, but not as good as TBBT. That, of course, being the Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh, no. oh. <laughs> Is this just a log that this guy has? Uh, well, here, I'll continue. You'll find out. Third day, 15 day episodes. Reserves are low. Uh, he's running out. Third day, 15 episodes. Okay. On the third day. Damn, this show is really good. Maybe it is as good as TBBT. <laughs> After two weeks, 10 seasons over. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best sitcom ever. In fact, this is the best TV show I've ever seen. What the fuck is TBBT anyway? <laughs> Over the period of 15 days, F-R-I-E-N-D-S taught me everything I need to know about life. <laughs> what? Everything I need to know about life. I wonder where this person is now. Ross taught me how to be nerdy and cool. <laughs> Rachel taught me how to be Independent. Monica taught me how to be disciplined and control my life. Chandler taught me how to make others laugh without hurting their feelings. <laughs> Phoebe taught me that it is okay to be weird. Joey taught me how to be sensitive and also how to flirt. Remember how you doing? <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Who is So my this point guy? is, give it some time. Watch it again. As the show progresses, you will find it interesting. Only thing you're going to get is the sullen mood when the show ends. Enjoy it while it lasts. This is a unique man. Ross has a gun to his head, to this guy's head as he's typing this. (laughs) You are are nerdy and cool. (laughs) Okay, now talk, say some good stuff about all my friends. Have you guys seen Friends? Have you guys seen Friends? I've I've seen seen like two episodes. It's yeah. it's just like nothing. Yeah, it's like nothing. It's, it's like very banal. It's like drinking. It's like spraying canned air into my mouth. <laughs> I don't. There's like a sensation, but not much, and it's not pleasant. So honestly, I feel like about that about all these sitcoms like Seinfeld, I've uh, Friends, TBTH. You know, um, what was that one? Big Bang Theory. TBT. Oh. TBT, my bad. <laughs> um, what else is there? That name another one. Uh, uh, you got me. I, 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 uh, I don't put me on the spot, man. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, new girl. I don't know. All those sure, sure. I have not watched every episode completely. Maybe if watched one episode fully and laughed here and there but it was like never compelled to watch the whole series that's fine this guy is you're crazy. a renegade michael <laughs> just saying so not weird not weird not to find any interest in the sitcom f-r-i-e-n-d-s not weird not weird 
Now, right before we started the show, I, I sent Craig something, and Michael, I sent you something as well. Yes. From I was hoping that you wouldn't mind uh, returning us to a segment that we uh, we inaugurated last episode. I'm referring, of course, to the Dream Index from Cora. <laughs> What is the meaning uh, of a dream? Dream world. Here we go. Uh, Everybody buckle up. What is the meaning of a dream? I saw a black snake sitting in front of of me in my shop. I tried to escape. But then I started feeding the snake some stuff like black chocolate. And I cover the snake with red piece of cloth. <laughs> the snake never tried to bite me. Okay. Oh, man. That's I it. think this is a tale about uh, anxiety and facing your fears. I'm going to tell you this. That snake was a worm. And <laughs> the black chocolate was dirt. And the red cloth was... was? Blood. Uh, I was gonna say a red, a red worm. You know when a worm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, when in doubt, assume anything in your dream is a worm. It's black when it's next to the dirt, but you know when you put it next to the sun, it turns a little red. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy is dreaming a whole lots of dreams. I'll say that. <laughs> it's not the same person as <laughs> Wow man <laughs> Don't know what this means This this means like 50 years of bad luck or something I don't know I think that the, the black snake it Worms mean bad luck Represents his you know Deepest fears and anxieties about the world And he goes to you know Shoo it away to ignore it To to, to to cast it down for you know and to deal with another day. Throwing, but then he realizes no worms on it. The snake remains. The snake looks him in the eye, and he realizes if he just confronts the fears, confronts the anxiety with a little bit of compassion, gives it a little chocolate. That's what the chocolate is. Black chocolate. He'll realize it's not, it's the not snake. Dirt. The snake isn't going to bite him. Isn't going to attack him. He just needs to confront his fears. And he'll realize they're not as bad as he thinks. And he can learn to live with them. Probably unsurprisingly, uh, they are my, my go-to reference for dream interpretation, the unbelievably the farmer's al- fatuous dreammoods.com okay. says that uh, to see a snake or be bitten by one in your dream signifies hidden fears and worries that are threatening you. Do you see? Do you see? This is exactly what I said. But your dream may be alerting you to something in your waking life. Uh, that you are not aware of or that has not yet surfaced. If you dream that a snake is submerged in water, then it implies that you are unknowingly letting your emotions influence aspects of your life. That's Now, to me, that's just like life, right? <laughs> no, this means you got 50 years of bad luck and run away. Like It's like <laughs> when you see a black I cat. I about worms. Man, nah, this guy <laughs> dreaming about worms. He looking at... <laughs> I don't know you what said worm. This guy, this guy probably before he had his dream, 
He probably had Rocky Road ice cream. Had a bunch of gummy worms. <laughs> with some gummy worms, yeah, something like that. <laughs> when did you when did you decide this is secretly all about this person's obsession with worms? Because it, it happened so fast. So I kind of read it when you sent it to me. <laughs> and I just came up with this synopsis like this. Uh, you've been you've been cooking this, this up. This onomatopoeia. It's not what that is. Really what so that is, but okay. <laughs> Point so taken. You've had, you've had some time and you've used the time the, about an hour or so to whip up this explanation. Yep. Just ha- Can you please explain why? Because why worms? This ain't no black any snake. Like black snake is like, I'm thinking like cobra, like bad luck, like. A rat snake is so black. It's not That's that. a very common snake. I don't know. I just Do you think guys know what the most luck. venomous snake in the world is? The two stick. The inchworm. Uh, the inland taipan. Uh-huh. Ooh. So there you go. No, co- no cobras? No cobra. I mean, cobra is very a, venomous. It's a viper. Inland taipan. Very, the most venomous. So watch out for those on your daily commute. That's right. How Do water snakes breathe? Or do they got gills? I think they breathe. They come up. They come up for air. Yeah, they got little snake lungs. Oh, okay. Just was and wondering. Snaky organs that pass it that that passes the Michael Sniff test. Uh, yep. You allow it. <laughs> I believe it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great spot for a music sting. I'll throw one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a trumpet. Uh, Is the trumpet well, with the two keys or the three keys? Three, yeah. There you go. But Spencer, do you have one of those things that you put in the in the horn bit and you like flap it? The the wah wah mute, oh, the muffler. Is that what it's called? It is what it's called, and I do have one. Oh wow! Wow! Oh yeah! One of these days, I'd like to see pretty, that. I was pretty serious about trumpet as a kid. What metal is that that it's made of again? Brass? Is that brass? brass? Usually brass. Yeah. Brass. I have a I have a silvery looking one. He has a solid titanium trumpet. That's right. So what if we use different metals Bur- for those? What trumpet. happens? Different sounds? Probably. I I am not near enough of an expert to answer that question. How about a lead one? <laughs> Ooh. Now we're talking. I mean, then you That's a burglar. Then trumpet. you're going to want to eat it. I mean, you know. <laughs> what? Lead paint, what you mean? <laughs> yeah, it kills a lot of babies. Uh, Michael, did you ever sample any lead paint? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> He doesn't remember. I don't think so. I do remember I was like, when I was a kid, I was addicted. Not addicted, but like, I used to love testing batteries with your tongue. Ah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that was my addiction, but. Take a little nine some... bolt to the tongue. There we go. Yep. Just check it real quick. Just. Ah, Still got some different... juice. There we go. Put it in some different spots of your tongue, too. Just used to. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it just used to. We're going to see Still Michael on TLC, cards. My Strange Addiction, in about yep. a year and a half. Yep. Michael's weird relationship with paint. We, you know, I meant to talk about this earlier. I, I totally forgot. I've, uh, when I go back and I edit these things, these, uh, these little adventures we go on, every now and again, I'll catch something that you say, Michael, that completely passed me by in the moment. And I'm sure it's happened today, too. I just don't know 
what it is yet because I'll have to go back and find out. But like a couple episodes ago, uh, whenever it was we were talking about flu shots and like pulling teeth, there's a, a, a brief lull, just a, a quick moment of silence during which to absolutely no reaction from anybody, it sounds like you lean into the microphone and say, lovely pain. Lovely pain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just cry for help. And that's not the only one. That's not the only one. Because uh, last episode, what feels like a year ago, a couple weeks ago, you we were talking about like, uh, like squids and jellyfish and octopus, octopodes, octopi. It's octopi. Who am I kidding? No one says octopodes. I know I said that in that episode, but I was, I was just being a turd. Um, <laughs> we were talking about those, and you said some other weird animal theory about how they should all be the same thing. Uh, and then after that, in another brief moment of silence, you said, My theories are deep. Look to the stars, look to the ocean. It's deep. So... And so, Spencer, are you just going to give I, all these I, Easter eggs out for free? All these gems? Well, I just... Yeah. I mean, they're in the show. It's not like they have to go digging for they them. Got, you know, if they listen, they'll hear them. I just... I don't know how I didn't notice them in, at the time. And I looked that phrase up, look to the stars, look to the ocean. I didn't find anything. Was that just you off the dome? Always and forever. <laughs> in my moments and, I, and I, thoughts. I... See, now, this is what I was worried about, though. I, I worried that once I mentioned this, that I was going to break it. And now that you're, you're just going to try to do it. And that's not going to work because I'll, I'll, I'll catch on. So funny thing is I think I always do this in life. And sometimes it gets me in trouble. And sometimes... With dropping nuggets of wisdom? Yeah, and some people would just laugh. Like the other day I said, I love potatoes and bread. <laughs> to who? To everybody, to the a bunch of people, to a bunch of people, and they just were like, "What the heck is wrong with this guy?" Some people liked it. So some was... people didn't like it. Some people didn't understand it. But potatoes and bread. If you know, you know. They're not ready for your gospel. Yep. I always say that. There you go. If you know, you know. I remember one time I was at. Uh, this was a really weird experience I had. I was in the. I was at work in the bathroom, about I don't know a year ago, something like that. Mm. And I'm in the I'm in the stall furthest from the door, you know, handling my business. And um, mm-hmm. somebody who will remain nameless walks in uh, and goes to the urinal, and it's it's clear that um, they don't know somebody else is in there. Um, oh, just because like they're like mumbling and like talking to themselves. <laughs> and uh, I remember I remember as they were wrapping up finished with their business about to go wash their hands it was it just it was silent for a little bit and then he, he just went it's all pain he whispered that <laughs> what the? and then just just zipped up washed his hands and walked out the door and uh, he, i have never forgotten that whenever i see that person i'm like something's going on there uh, i'm glad that you brought up for once i'm glad that you brought up bathrooms because I, I asked you, Michael, I'm pointing at my phone. It doesn't look like I'm pointing at anybody in particular, but I, I asked you to remind me about this and you didn't, but I remembered. So it's okay. Oh yeah. I, I had a revelatory experience in the restroom uh, at work 
last week or a week before. And I've, I've been dying to tell somebody about it. So I'm dying to hear it. So I'm, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to give too much info out here. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, don't want to be crude, but I'm, I'm in there. I'm at the, uh, at the, at the urinal doing, doing what I do. Uh, and I hear the, the door open behind me someplace. And, uh, I hear the sound of somebody setting a backpack down on the, the counter by the sinks. And I hear a pair of footsteps shuffling behind me. And as they pass, I hear a voice go, Hey dude. <laughs> like, all right. Don't, don't know who it is. My back is turned to them. I got nothing. The voice sounds kind of familiar but I can't place it. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to assume he's on the phone and ignore this completely. <laughs> Which, as far as I'm concerned, is the only sane move That's to make. proper etiquette. Situation. Yeah, I would have done the same. <laughs> uh, and then I, I hear him go, hey, what are you doing for the holiday? This is like before, <laughs> right before Christmas. I'm like, okay, so he's on the phone, right? Because he's not talking to me because i didn't say anything it sounds like he's proceeding with the conversation he's he's on his own he's doing his own thing it's fine i'm good i can just i'm just gonna get out of here and i hear him go hello (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh no 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 so i don't i don't even get like a whole sentence out come back even a whole phrase i just go i i just go me and he goes yeah you (laughs) oh uh it's it's john by the way i'm like john everybody's john like five johns that i know in this building and he's in the stall Which at this point so you? you can't id he's ID. he's in the stall he's we at this point we are both actively peeing right um but yeah and i have no idea like who i don't know i'm, I'm at a total loss i'm like which i'm like i'm trying to place which one it is which john it could possibly be out of the like 17 well, and while I'm doing that, I'm just going like, oh, you know, headed down, uh, head down south, see the family, you know, for, uh, for Christmas Eve. Like, oh, yeah, nice. What's that like? Uh, four hour drive? Still peeing. I'm sure. like, oh, my God. yeah, yeah. Four, four hours. It's a long stream. <laughs> Traffic sucks. You know, I mean, I, I'm like at this point, I'm washing my hands. He's still talking, s- still going. Just like, yeah, I'm probably going to. I don't even remember what he said, but. Uh, as as he's telling me about his plans, uh, I'm, I'm washing my hands. I'm drying my hands. Stall door opens. He comes out mid sentence. He goes like, "Yeah, I, f- I figured uh, I would probably take uh, 95 out." To-. And he just goes dead quiet. And I look up. I look over at him. He's already looking at me. And in that moment, no, it becomes clear. No, that neither of us has any idea who we've been talking to. No. <laughs> Two whole minutes. <laughs> and he makes a sound that I'll never forget. He just goes, <laughs> like the the sound of the life leaving, leaving his body, dying body. And he he just like he was, he walks over to the other sink. <laughs> he's looking straight down. He won't even look at me anymore. <laughs> He just goes, have a, he makes the sound again. He just goes, have a, have a good holiday. I'm like, you too, buddy. <laughs> so this, John, you don't know at all. Like, 
No clue. Absolutely no idea who he is. He could have walked in off the street. I have no idea who he was. <laughs> he thought he knew who I was. He was wrong. Dang, he was about to tell you the secret route. Yeah, he was going to give you a shortcut. <laughs> I could have accepted a quest. You messed up he the He thought dialogue. I was the chosen one. I don't know. Isn't, isn't that my way? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things that uh, a stranger has ever done to me. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I would have I'd have been like, hey, what's up, my guy? I haven't seen him since either, but I think he might actively be avoiding yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> and to be fair, you, I, if I was him, you'd have to do the same thing. You'd ha- I mean, I couldn't see you again. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. But if, oh, because if I see him again, I'm going to be like, what's up, John? <laughs> so funny well, thing that, is. That might, that might kill him. So funny thing is, you know his name, but he doesn't know your name. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has, no, he has no information about me other than I look like some guy he knows. <laughs> this is Spence. Oh, hey. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> All right, Spencer, well, you want to bring us home? I believe so. I think that uh, that about does it for this week. Thank you once again for listening to Never Better. If you have anything you'd like us to respond to, whether that's a life advice question, a news item, or an embarrassing personal anecdote, send it on in. You can submit it by email at mailbox at neverbetter.show or by Twitter DM at neverbettercast, all one word, no punctuation. And uh, you never know. It might end up in a future episode. If it's happened before, it'll probably happen again. If this whole thing doesn't come crumbling down by the FBI because Michael has revealed uh, their master plan. <laughs> it might happen. The universal truth. <laughs> the universal it's, truth, yeah. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. I never told that out loud. Except to like. So if you two... don't see us next week, that's what happened. Unit M1CH3AL. Halt. My case file just got You violated the first law. <laughs> and w- so what is the email address, Spencer? Once again, that's mailbox that's with an m not an n mm. at neverbetter.show until then thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week bye everybody see ya alligator <laughs> nice o- okeechobee <laughs> that's I good you, i think you missed what was that last one okeechobee what do you what, what's the part of that phrase that rhymes with okeechobee Okay. All right. Michael, do you have a, a Pee Wee impression? Pee Wee? Yeah, like even just the laugh. Uh.
<laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. Spot on. Uh-huh.